Hello, and welcome back to the Embodied Nourishment Podcast. My name is Melissa, and I am a clinically trained registered dietitian nutritionist, intentionally working outside the system as a counselor. Inside the system, I was not free to treat people holistically, meaning my counseling was not allowed to address the psychosocial, emotional, somatic experience of relating to food and to the body. I was groomed and trained to work for institutions that functioned to generate enormous amounts of profit at the expense of the public's health. In the nutrition world, this often looks like making people dependent on medications, meal plans, lobby-funded nutrition guidelines, and chronic diet cycles. In 2020, I decided that this way of practicing nutrition went against my core beliefs, so I left and started doing things my own way. And here we are now, three and a half years later, and I have felt inspired to record this podcast episode today. I know my podcast episodes are sporadic and few and far between, but I practice what I preach and only jump on and record a podcast when I feel inspired and I feel inclined to do so. So here we are. Today is May 17th, 2023, and an idea came to my head and I felt like it belonged in a in an episode of its own. So today I want to talk about how you can start trusting your body around food. Um, yeah, around food, with food, around food, with food, eating food with other people, um, eating food that doesn't feel so safe to you, all things related to trust and the body. So I actually want to start this podcast off with a story. So Um, The story is going to seem a little bit or completely unrelated, but I'm going to tie it back to food and nutrition. So, all right, here's here's a super juicy story from my dating life um, several years ago. So so several years ago, I was dating a guy and I remember when I, I would stay over his house and then like in the morning, he would leave and go to work and I would stay at his place. And every time he left for work, I would do like some crazy stuff, right? Like I would, I would go through like all of his stuff. I would like rummage through his drawers, look for like journals or diaries or just any evidence. What I was looking for was evidence that he was maybe talking to other girls or cheating on me or doing things that would like hurt me that I didn't know about. And it was pretty crazy. Like it, it really took over me. It took on a life of its own. And this is obviously horrible, right? Like here I am behaving just so awfully and and terrible to this other person, right? Like invading somebody else's privacy. Um, It's just wrong on so many levels. And, but, but like the thing is, you know, (laughs) I'll, I'll take care of that on my own, or I took care of that on my own already insofar as it being like, you know, judging myself for doing these things because yeah, it wasn't right. And I did judge myself for it, but it's okay. I worked through that. This isn't the podcast to bash my old younger self for the crazy things that I did, but instead, um, looking deeper at myself and taking personal responsibility for these terrible actions that I did and growing from them, learning from them and understanding why I was doing these things so that I could do better and not treat people like this anymore. So what I eventually did was I went to my therapist at the time and I explained to her like what I was doing. And um, because what was going on was that no matter how many times I did this, no matter how many times I would go through his things or 
you know, go through journal entries, diary entries, go through like electronics that he had laying around. I never, ever, ever felt secure. And I never, or I should start, start over by saying that no matter how many times I went through his stuff, I never found anything. I never found any evidence at all that he was talking to other people or cheating on me or doing any other kinds of things behind my back that might hurt me. I never found evidence for any of this. And yet, no matter how many times I did it, I couldn't stop. Like, in fact, no matter how many times I would do this, it's almost like it's almost like it would make my anxiety worse not better. So I went to my therapist and I explained this to her and like, God bless my, my old therapist because she was so great. I know there's a lot of therapists who just like kind of listen and validate, but my therapist, she like really challenged me and she would give me, she would like push back and challenge me and give me really solid advice and like kind of uh, metaphorically slapped me in the face with with some harsh truths. And she said something to me that just like completely changed the way that I saw this. And she said, Melissa, it's not that you don't trust so-and-so. She said, it's that you don't trust yourself to pick a partner who's going to treat you right. And I was like, whoo, damn girl, you are so right about that. And now zooming out a little bit, and looking at my my history before that relationship, th- this is many, many years ago, like six or seven years ago. Um, the relationship prior to that one was with a person who was very abusive. He was, you know, classic narcissist. I went through all the narcissistic abuse. Um, you know, I, I, I don't have to go into details of it. Um, but I, I know a lot of you know what that, what that looks like, what that feels like. And when I was with that person suffering through that narcissistic abuse, my body, my body was constantly screaming at me and sending me signals that like to get out, right? Like my, my nervous system was constantly sending me signals like we are not safe that we, do, we are not enjoying this. We are not having a good time. This is awful. This is terrible. Let's get out of this situation. But my mind, my mind, which was operating from like a trauma that I had not yet processed and um, childhood wounds and, you know, the people pleasing and uh, feeling responsible for other people's emotions and situations and happiness. I was operating still from that place, very unaware. So I would override my body's cues to get out of that situation and just say, okay, it's my responsibility. I need to make this work. If he's angry, if he's abusing me, it's my fault. I need to fix it, right? All those things, all, all of those things. Um, so I went against my body and that relationship with that abuser, it just got worse and worse and worse and worse as time went on. It never got better. So, you know, eventually, okay, I got out of that relationship. Thank God. Um, I got out safely. Thank God. Uh, Barely, but I I made it. Um, And then, of course, entering into that new relationship with this person who was, he, he was a safe, safe person. And it wasn't him that was making me feel unsafe. It was it was this disembodiment because for this, this like a year and a half that I was with this narcissistic person, I was 
overriding my body signals that to a point that I got myself in such an unsafe situation that now I, I was in this new situation and I, I no longer trusted myself. I didn't trust my body's cues that I was safe or not safe because I never honored them before. So that, with, my ther- with the help of my therapist, opened up this, all of these other conversations about so many other things. And the relationship that I needed to heal and to repair was the relationship that I had with myself. So how did I work through this? So um, as I continued to stay with this person, um, I developed this, this more self-awareness and I started to recognize when I was being triggered, I would recognize, okay, I'm being triggered. I'm safe. I'm okay. Everything's okay. And really like reaffirming to myself, this is really how I moved through it. I would say to myself, okay, I am a grown up. I am safe. I am capable. And I have the resources that should things ever should start to go wrong with this person who I'm currently with. Um, at the time, if if things between us should start to go wrong, I am capable of taking care of myself and removing myself from this situation. I am a grown up. I am capable. I am resourceful and I am safe. Right now, things are okay. Things are safe. There's nothing going wrong. Everything's good. I don't need to go through all of his stuff. I don't need to drive myself crazy ruminating in my mind. What if he's doing this? What if he's doing that? I have no evidence for this and things feel okay. And if things start to not feel okay, I will deal with it when it comes. And then eventually, you know, as time went on, there was just organic differences between us and we did eventually split. And like I affirmed to myself, I was okay. I dealt with it. I moved on and I was safe. Major growth, right? But that whole craziness that was going on in my head that I felt so insecure about had nothing to do with the other person and everything to do with me being disembodied. It had everything to do with my relationship to myself. And that was the relationship that I needed to work on. I needed to work on my people-pleasing tendencies. I needed to work through the guilt I felt when somebody in my life was not happy or upset. I needed to work through feeling responsible for everything. Um... I needed to work on setting boundaries, right? I had no boundaries because I just wanted everybody to like me and I was trying to manipulate people's perceptions of me, right? All of these things, all having to do with my relationship to myself. Now, okay, let's take all of that, all of that that wonderful story from back in the day and circle it back and bring it back to the relationship with food, How is Melissa going to do this? Well, sit back and watch how I'm going to do this. So how many of you, how many times have you said to yourself or felt like, I can't trust myself around food. I need to have or I need to follow a diet plan or I need to instill really strict food rules because if I'm not following rules like 
no eating after 7 p.m. Or I can only eat 50 grams of carbs per day. Or I can only have 1,500 calories per day. And I have to exercise two hours a day. And whatever it is, all of these super, super strict food rules and exercise rules or whatever. How many of you have said or thought, okay, these rules are driving me crazy. These rules are making me lose my mind. No matter how many rules I follow and no matter how long I follow these rules for, I don't feel any more in control around food. In fact, I feel even crazier around food. I feel more obsessed with food. I can't stop thinking about food. I'm losing my mind. And then I come in and I say, okay, let's stop dieting. Let's get rid of all these food rules. They're making you crazy. And then the next thing I hear is, oh, no, no, I can't do that. I can't get rid of my rules. I can't get rid of these diet plans. I say, why not? You say, because I can't, I don't trust myself around food. If I, if I get rid of my food rules, I'm just going to eat everything. I'm going to eat everything. And I don't know what my hunger and fullness signals look like or feel like. I don't know how to honor them. I'm just going to keep eating and eating and eating. No matter how full I get, I'm just going to keep going. And I just, my body is just going to keep gaining weight and gaining weight and gaining weight. And my body, it's just going to betray me. And and I can't, I can't get rid of my food rules. I I know I'm obsessed with food and I can't stop thinking about it. I think about food 24-7, but... And I want to stop doing that. I want to move on with my obsession. I want to think about other things, but I can't abandon my food rules because I don't trust myself. Ha. Sounds familiar, right? Sounds familiar. Well, how about this? Let's think of it this way. The reason why you don't trust yourself around food is because you don't trust yourself. Or, you know, scratch that. It's not that you don't trust yourself. It's more than that. It's deeper than that. The trust issue is deeper than that. What it is, is that you don't trust yourself to be able to handle your relationship to food. You don't trust yourself to be able to handle your relationship to your body. You don't trust yourself to be able to handle your relationship to your hunger cues, to your fullness cues. You don't trust yourself to be able to handle um, the conversations that need to happen around emotional eating and using food to cope with your emotions. You don't trust yourself to cope with your emotions in a different way or to learn how to cope with your emotions in a different way. You don't trust yourself to be able to work through the shame that you carry around body image and around eating certain foods. You don't trust yourself to do those things. That's what it really is about. And I'm going to be maybe perhaps the first person in your life to tell you Guess what? I believe that you can actually handle those things. You are absolutely 100 million thousand percent more than capable of handling the relationship that you have with yourself. You can build that relationship. You can repair the trust that you have with yourself. Just because you are not in touch with your hunger and fullness cues today, for example, doesn't mean that that can't be worked on. 
it doesn't mean that you can't start to learn how to identify the cues that your body is giving you. It doesn't mean that you can't work on, um, just because you're not in touch with hunger and fullness cues right now, doesn't mean that you can't start to learn what a fullness cue feels like and practice starting to honor that cue. These things take practice. These things take time. They take a lot. They, they sometimes take a lot of time and a lot of emotional work with yourself, a lot of processing. Um, and I know, I know you feel like these food rules that you have are keeping you safe from yourself. But they're not keeping you safe from yourself. They're actually just keeping you from yourself. And that's the disembodiment. There's this, there's this huge disconnect between you and your body because you don't trust yourself to be in your body. Well, just start to think, what would it be like to start to trust yourself? Um, let's say you go to a restaurant, right? And, and you are served a dish in front of you and the dish has 4,000 calories, right? Just uh, being hyperbolic to, to illustrate, but follow me, okay? Let's say you're served a plate with 4,000 calories. Um, let's say, I don't know, some kind of like fettuccine Alfredo, which is an, and it was a really big portion because fettuccine Alfredo is a really nice, rich, thick, heavy dish with lots of calories and fat and whatever and super delicious. Okay, so let's say you say, oh, I can't order the fettuccine Alfredo because it has 4,000 calories and there's no way I can trust myself with that dish in front of me because I'm going to eat the whole thing and then I'm going to gain a whole bunch of weight. My body's going to betray me, blah, 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 right? The spiral goes and goes and goes. Well, what if instead we can look at this craving that you might have for fettuccine Alfredo and we can say, okay, my body is craving the fettuccine Alfredo because what's in fettuccine Alfredo? Well, the pasta has carbohydrates and the Alfredo sauce has fat in it. And, and I can trust that my body is craving that dish because my body needs carbohydrates and my body needs fat. Can I trust that my body is giving me the correct cue for what it needs to survive? Okay, that's the first thing. Second thing, okay, let's say now this dish is served in front of you. Okay, I understand, right? You might be saying, okay, I understand my body needs carbohydrates and fat to survive. Yes, I get that. But I mean, this is 4,000 calories. I don't need 4,000 calories. This is so much. I'm going to eat this whole thing. I'm going to gain weight. My body's going to betray, blah, blah, blah. Okay, hold on. Pause. Can you think about arriving at this place of being in touch with your your fullness cues and being able to honor it and trusting that you can eat from this 4,000 calorie dish of fettuccine Alfredo and you can eat, you can eat, take a bite and then another bite and then another bite. Can you trust that when your body has received the amount of fat and the amount of carbohydrates that it needs in that moment, it will then send you another cue, a fullness cue, to stop eating. Can you trust that you can actually arrive at this place one day? I believe you can. You absolutely can. There's just some shit in the way, right? Like, 
right? There's, there's food rules. There's shame around eating certain kinds of foods. Maybe you have shame around eating fettuccine Alfredo. You believe that it's morally bad and then it triggers maybe this whole um, cascade of self-sabotage. Like, oh, well, I ate the fettuccine Alfredo. Now I messed up for the day. So F it. I'm just going to go eat cake and go home and eat ice cream and just eat more and more and more because I already threw the whole day away, right? Like this is a, this is a vicious cycle of self-sabotage. Why are you constantly self-sabotaging yourself? Right, and that question is somewhat rhetorical, but again, I am illustrating that if you are in a cycle of self-sabotage, that's a relationship that you have with yourself. The food, the food in that situation is just the placeholder, right? Like anybody can sabotage themselves with anything, right? You can procrastinate all day. You can binge on food. You can... I binge drink alcohol, you can, you know, I don't know, sabotage a relationship, right? It's, it's just like a relationship with another person. There's many different ways that people can self-sabotage. If food is the way that you're self-sabotaging, it's not really about the food. That's just the placeholder. And you putting all of these rules and restrictions around the food is not it's that's not addressing your relationship with yourself, which is why no matter how many diets you try and no matter how many rules and restrictions you put around food, none of them ever work long term, right? Maybe they work a little for a little while and then it's like, oh, you know, I can't deal, deal with this anymore. And then you go and binge or whatever because the diets, the food rules, they're not addressing the root cause of why you self-sabotage to begin with. That is a different conversation. That is a completely different conversation that has to be had. Why do you self-sabotage? You know, and the answer to that question could be millions. It could be millions of things. It could be multiple things. It could be multiple random combinations of things. But that's the relationship to yourself that you need to work on. And you can do it. You are capable. You are safe. You are grown up. You have the resources. You are able to figure out that relationship. And when you figure out that relationship, that is when you develop the trust with yourself again. And then when you trust yourself, that's when you start to trust yourself around food, around your work, around other people, around alcohol, around whatever it is that you use to self-sabotage. Um... That's when that starts to heal, is when you become more embodied. That was just one example of how you may not trust yourself around food. It was self-sabotage. It could be so many other things. Um, there, there's so many nuances and complexities to the relationship with food, but the relationship that you have with food is just the keyhole, right? You peek through the little the keyhole in the door, it's the keyhole to the relationship that you have with yourself. And by working on that relationship, everything else falls into place. Yeah, we can talk about, you know, how to eat healthy or, you know, what's the proper amount of food you should be eating, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, sure, we, there's time and place for those conversations. But if you don't trust yourself to arrive at those answers on your own, then there's something deeper going on. And I believe in you that you 
can work on that relationship that you have with yourself, which will then transpire and overflow into these other relationships that you have. Okay, so uh, that was what was on my brain today. I'm glad I got that out and into the uh, into cyberspace for all of you. If you don't already, you can follow me on Instagram at embodied.nourishment. Down below in the show notes, I will also leave the link to work with me one-on-one. And uh, yes, I will leave you at that. All right, I'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye.